Hi, everybody. Welcome to Clean Up an Aisle Fun for another episode. Uh, this is the podcast about a podcast about grocery stores. I don't think there are others. Um, maybe some that touch on it in a tertiary way. Uh, but let me. This is my podcast about grocery stores. How about that? Uh, so uh, this is another episode into the sort of new format of we're just going to have a freewheeling conversation about grocery stores. Not going to force anybody to. Uh, go to one to tour specifically, not going to force me to go to one to tour specifically. That's why I uh, had a huge break in the first place. Uh, my guest today is the wonderful David Blove Band. We had a great interview, a good conversation, and I'm not going to waste any time getting to it. So uh, here it is, my conversation with David Blove Band. Folks, welcome back to Clean Up on Aisle Fun. Um, I, my guest today, I am very excited to have. I put out uh, a call to action to round up some guests, and he was quick to answer the call, uh, much like the Ghostbusters were in 2016. And I'm glad he did because of all the people that I know. If I had to make a short list of like these are these are some folks who have thoughts and opinions on grocery stores, I'd be willing to bet this man would be one of them. Uh, you know him from Netflix's Hollywood, from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and from the Chris Gethard show. Please welcome David Bloveband. Love, how are you? Hey, hey, hey! How's it going? It is going tremendously. How are you doing on this rainy afternoon? I'm all right. I'm doing okay. Uh, doing fine. It's uh, it's it's yeah. It was a. It's been like a pretty nice week, so it's a bummer to wake up to like a pretty gray day. But it, it wrecked me, kind of. I was like, like yeah. middle of the afternoon. I was like, why am I so so sad? All of a sudden, like it's that's, been I think that's really sweeping, nice all week. I think that's been sweeping the whole city. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's everybody. Yeah, today everybody's just like inside listening to the Smiths and stuff. <laughs> but uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, okay, so you grew you grew up in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. What's what was the grocery store situation like? For, how was the, how was how was that handled in your household growing up? Because I feel like it's such a different uh, dynamic when you have so many delis and bodegas around. And sure, where yeah. where where where, were you, where did you grow up? You grew uh, up in uh, Ohio, Ohio, Cleveland, okay. Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, what was your local grocery store? So there was there was a few. We went to one called Heinen's. Um, that was the store that I worked for when I was in high school. That was like Heinen's? my bun- yeah Heinen's. A bunch of people in my family did. It's like a family owned. They have cool. the cha- it's like throughout Cleveland and parts of Chicago. Okay, um, they've got they've got stores there. So that was you know like the weekly shopping was something that I tagged along for a lot. Sure, um, yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I it was uh, it was like a nice it was a nice ritual and. Um, you know, trying to exert our influence over what, like, sp- you know, what got purchased, like what kind of cereal or sure. whatever. Sure, sure. And yeah. now that, that's what I, because that's what I was like, I'm glad you said that, because I was like also a kid that went to the grocery store a lot, like for weekly trips. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a bunch, because like in, I was a little kid, I grew up in, in Firestills, Queens, and they have, um, you know, I feel like you go outside the city, you see more uh, Shoprite and Sea Town. Mm-hmm. Those places we went to a lot. Uh, we went uh, like there. I think, I think Sea Town was like the primary place we went. But then I also like uh, I grew up keeping kosher, so there's a lot of uh, just 
Jewish owned kosher grocery stores mm. all over the city that my mom would well, yeah, there are a few of them fewer of them though so you really had to like go out of your way to to go get them in sure. far in like in Queens especially like where I initially grew up there's a lot like because it's a very it's a pretty um dense uh, Orthodox Jewish population there uh-huh and uh you so you've got like the the very like in Kew Gardens it's pretty uh like it's all over uh Main Street and mm-hmm. they've got like just you know Jewish owned grocery stores and uh like all that sell only like all kosher products or like if you're super hardcore uh, there's Chal of Yisrael which means it's all uh food that what that came from Israel so it's the most wow it's the most kosher and yeah uh, that's about as kosher as it gets was there like a huge markup on that just because it's like we we're getting it from one place yeah <laughs> across an i ocean. mean that's i mean that's the that's the <laughs> thing i think you i think someone could make a whole podcast about like how much the markup goes for you know co- how expensive kosher food actually is compared to other food because mm-hmm. it's all like you know the the bake you know the pool of buyers is just a little bit smaller. So. Sure, but it, I mean, like that that that's branched out to so many other things now. Between like sure. organic certifications or like it's the same, like yeah, it's you know whatever. Like, yeah, it's it's another stamp of somebody. Somebody took a look at this and said, "Yeah, yeah. it's all right." <laughs> Whether it was a rabbi or a crunchy hippie, he's like, right. "Yeah, these chickens, man, they're doing all right. They're very Essen- essentially that that's what it is." And it's and, and you're right. It's it's like very similar to like buying organic, like you mm-hmm. know, like or from a farmer's market or something. It's very like it's it's locally sourced, mm-hmm. and it's like from a straight. Uh, you can see the track, like the straight track from from you know, the, from where it comes to the table. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Uh, but we, I, but like, you're right. We have, we also had like, you know, lots of bodegas and, and uh, just corner stores that had everything, but those are like, I feel like when people move to New York and they see that they realize you, I was like, Oh, you can, you can, you can buy milk at the corner store. That's great. I don't have yeah. to go to a big grocery store. Oh yeah. And yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Which is which is also great. So the, it's a lot, yeah, of, a lot of options. That's I think my hands down my favorite cultural element as someone who moved to New York is just the institution of the deli in the corner store. I'm like sure. I, I I uh, um, and maybe it's the passion of the recently converted. I mean, not that recent at this point. I've been here a few years, but I'm but having not had that my entire life, I'm like this is you could go in here, you can get a sandwich, you can get candy, whatever. What time do stores close in Cleveland? Well, it uh, it depends. So the one that we the one that we went to that I work for uh-huh. uh, was had nice hours for a teenager who worked there because they closed at like eight thirty most nights, wow. and then at six thirty on Sundays. For a long time, they weren't yeah. open on Sundays. Um, and uh, but the the uh, like the 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 bigger chain ones like Giant Eagle would be open uh, I would say between 10 to midnight maybe okay um you had I, I think there were some like Walmarts that were open 24 hours or something like that so there's a handful of those sure sure but yeah it's generally uh we're calling it in earlier is that because that is like the thing I think I'm also shocked whenever or not you know it, it's a culture shock for me whenever I go whenever I traveled other places and I would mm-hmm. see, like you know I you, 
uh, b- before the pandemic, you'd be hard pressed to, f- n- now it's different. Now I think it's like things close at like 10 now. Bars and stuff, yeah. So or yeah. like restaurants that are like partially open. Um, right, there's like, I just, moved to, I just moved to an area that has a, uh, a Target, which I've never lived next to. So it's very interesting uh-huh. for me. And that closes at 10. Wow. And that is new for me because I've always, uh, you know, I lived in, I've, I lived in Queens when I was a kid. I've lived in Manhattan, like between like, uh, uh, like fourteen and and last year or this, you know, this year. And mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, the big thing is like nothing, like everything stays open, like nothing ever closes. Yeah, I've always been spoiled of like I could get, I could buy like ice cream at four in the morning or like yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh or or the the develop the the new development that I had before back when people were when we were still able to go out and whatnot in like the year or two leading up to that the um the end of the night bacon egg and cheese <laughs> when you're you know you let it sop everything up all the alcohol in your oh, head yeah, yeah, yeah. before going to bed that was a game changer that was oh that's I mean that's the best thing to discover when you when you're a young person moving into the city and exactly. But does Cleveland? I know this is this is maybe a tangent, but like this Cleveland, I, I've only been. We're to all Cleveland. about tangents. I'm I'm fine with tangents. This is nothing but tangents. <laughs> I love. I've only been to Cleveland once. It's a great okay. city. Love it. But yeah. I don't know what their diner situation is like. Do they have a lot of all night diners? <sighs> wow. Um. <laughs> n- uh. Not. No. Not necessarily. Okay. But here, they, I think there. I think there is an analog that would somewhat transfer. So I grew up in the suburbs, like maybe a half hour outside of the city proper. Okay. What, what was the, what, when did you go there and under what uh, pretenses may I ask? Uh, I went, uh, well, why? I should have just said why. No, pretenses no, it's, sounds it's, like you were there for it's, something. It's, it's, I love, no, I, I, I drove through Cleveland with <laughs> Alan Starzynski and I made a documentary about the two of us uh, driving across country together doing improv. And we just drove through Cleveland and spent the night at our friend Sean Wickens uh, house Okay. Uh, and he lives in like uh, his his family is like you know they they work in factories they were they were like yeah you know, they're, uh, they're very like uh, you know soul to the earth type of people and yeah. it's very and it's very like so I li- so I was like in the inner city. Sure. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. But so there are I mean there are certainly some diner esque restaurants not a ton of the twenty four hour places where I had experiences growing up that are similar to like having gone to diners here mm-hmm. are. You know, the occasional 24-hour IHOP. Uh, yeah, Steak and Shake was open 24 hours. So we would, uh, and and I there aren't any Steak and Shakes around here. There's like a bastardized one in Times Square, or at least there was sure. before all of this. But like um, the Steak and Shakes that I grew up with were like, there was, you could go through the drive-thru or sit down, uh, get table service in there. So that was a late night spot. And then there were, a, uh, are you familiar with Sheets at all? No, it's that. Are you familiar with Wawa? Yeah, yeah. So Wawa, I mean, Wawa is like a fancy, a slightly fancier version of Sheets. It's like, it's uh-huh. like the gas station that has like an oddly good fast food. Sure, sure, sure. Component to it and a bunch yeah. of like snacks and drinks. And so we would go to Sheets and get food and then like sit in the parking lot and like, you know, talk for along you know for hours because at, at, at a certain point that's all there was to do at that hour of the night there wasn't anywhere else to go um the the but the there was there's a lot of diners that were like like family restaurants like um like have you seen that uh 
that episode of Joe Parra talks with you where it's like they're going to get breakfast and he's helping you decide what to get for yeah. breakfast. Yeah that, yeah. that those sorts of places sure. are omnipresent where it's like, of course you go in there, <laughs> you could get like a steak and eggs, uh, like a, a, you know, stack of toast, a full <laughs> pot of coffee, uh, and like a donut and pay like seven dollars and you're like how that's does this the, place stay open that's the best that's truly the best those are those are the places whenever i would travel across the country that would be like those are my favorite places to go because that's yeah. like where yeah that's, that's uh-huh. i like those like yeah i guess i outside of the city i i got used to more like roadside diners or like places like that sure and, or like a waffle house kind of yeah yeah thing. yeah I've, and uh and i've been to steak and shake uh yeah. there's there's in um i went to high school in in washington heights and oh okay there are there is off of um it was a you know i went to yeshiva which is like a super strict religious jewish school where like everything like it's bad but you know because i Another thing of like growing up in the city is, and and some, I'm, I'm curious of like, if all, I don't know how many schools in Manhattan really have the access to like a lunchroom or cafeteria or like, but at my mm-hmm. school, we just went out, we just went outside the building and like, you know, across the, like we had a couple of blocks of like places where we could go to eat. They were all kosher, mm-hmm. like right across the, I mean, the easiest place was like right across the street. There's like a stretch of, like my school I and mean, right across the street was a stretch of restaurants that were like all kosher. One of them was owned by my cousin, mm. an Israeli restaurant called Golan Heights. Uh, another place was um, this uh, sandwich place called Papa Iggy's mm-hmm. that was, it closed down my senior year because of a big rat infestation. And then, oh, classic. Uh, <laughs> and uh uh but but they had they served really fat great sandwiches and uh and then the next place which was called uh i forget it was just, which had pizza which is another a great place i forget the name of it and then down the street was another better sandwich place called bubby's uh-huh. which had like some of the best sandwiches i've ever had in my life to this day like the like greasiest fattest like you know, bread to meat ratio, best, best chicken cutlet I think I've ever had in my life. Man. And, yeah. Oh, so a well-timed chicken cutlet, like midday, that, oh. that, that can, that can really get you through, especially during like high school. Oh yeah. They were the best. You'd go there in the morning. They will, they opened, they opened at 10 so that you, uh, cause at my high school, I had to have breakfast too. Mm-hmm. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I was there till six 30. And mm-hmm. uh, we would they Bubby's wouldn't open until ten, which means you had to go to like the the bagel place mm-hmm. uh, to like t- and then hopefully you can sneak out in between class in between like you know homeroom and like another class in the morning to just like just get that sandwich because you because the craving was so yeah was so real you just had to like by time like it was like okay homeroom's on the fourth floor. I leave it if I leave it, it ends at 9 50. So if I leave then and then just like wait for 10 minutes, I can still get back in before mm-hmm. Rabbi Feeman actually comes into class. Like I can like I can figure everything out. And oh. I would like time my mornings that way. What uh, a what a delightful uh I uh, bit of like like food-based mischief in in high school of like I, I need to figure out how to break the rules so that I can like get a tasty sandwich. <laughs> like, yeah. 
because this is the only sense. thing that'll like get me through like this, uh, yeah. like the, the 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 doldrums of just like boring high school mornings where you don't don't want to deal with anybody. Yeah. Uh, but right down the road on um, just a little bit off Amsterdam Avenue. Uh, I'm sure is this, it's still is there. this uh, the yeshiva campus on like like 183rd? Yeah. Okay, I I lived on 184 in Amsterdam, like right sure. across the street from there. For uh, okay, like, oh yeah, so, so, you so, know, so I know, know the, the place. Area. Yeah, so you know the area. So there's like <laughs> so there is a there's a Shell gas station right mm-hmm. by like where the overpass meets like into that stretch of not into the stretch of highway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get on like okay. the is that on, the is that the Cross Bronx or is that that's on. I think that's the Cross Bronx. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure right now. I, it's what I would get whenever I would go to the airport. That we would. Yes. And if you keep going the other direction, you go GWB. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. So that gas station was where we would go to. Like that's right off. That's right off campus. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. We would go there to like get you know bean and cheese burritos or whatever that you couldn't eat like in, with you know with the rabbis' watchful eyes. Mm-hmm. Like we'd go there. We'd get like kind bars or something like just stuff that we weren't allowed to eat at the time because there was like or those like when those um. When those breakfast cereal bars like first came out, where it's yeah. like you know cocoa pebbles in a bar or whatever, it's uh-huh. like those aren't kosher, and we would like because they don't they're made with like I think some sort of you know gel- gelatinous product uh, uh, to make the whole thing bind together. Yeah, as a binding agent. Yeah, uh, and uh, so there's no OU on that stamp, so we weren't allowed to have it. But so we would go to the gas station and just like load up on them and just like mm-hmm. have them through like put them in our backpacks and just like the, like munch them throughout the day in secret or like or just like hang out at the gas station for for hours sometimes there's like my senior year i never went to class so i just like would just hang out at the gas station look at, now look at that i grew up in the midwest you grew up uh running around manhattan both spent a lot of time at gas stations, gas stations. eating snacks the best place where a kid can go to that's where you know, a kid can be a kid forget yeah forget Chuck E. cheese you can really <laughs> you can be yourself was uh, was there like a kid who um started some sort of racket of like uh like forging the kosher symbols on snacks i feel like that would be a real there, easy way to uh I, now i bet there would i bet like some, some kid i feel like that that's like a that's like a, a ferris bueller like type of mischief of <laughs> of like having access to the like thing where it would be believable and you can print it on the label or like stamp it on the label. Uh-huh. Like, like it would be, the big thing was like, we were at the time trying to be like, cause there was a, there was, there was a bo- there was like a bodega that was right across the street from our school, like mm-hmm. on the same block as all the kosher restaurants. And, and it's a kind of an insular community. A lot of the restaurant owners in that area were like former students or, you know, family friends of the mm-hmm. work around the, so, and, and, you know, the bodegas were like, you know, it's all, it's a whole community of people. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we would all like hang out. And it's like, you know, uh, it's very, um, uh, 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 so there was the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the bodega across the street that sold uh, balls energy drink. I remember and, those. Yeah. Yeah. And those were like also, you know, super, you know, if you got caught with one of those by the rabbis, like in school, you'd have, you know, they take it away or something. 
and it would be like, and we all would like, we're dying. It's like, it's fucking called balls. It's B-A-W-L-Z. Hilarious. And it was like, it was like Red Bull, but it came in like sure. uh, what looked like a, a malt liquor glass, but smaller. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we were all like, just, you know, hound, pounding balls and just like work and like working with, and like, you know, just, uh, uh, you know, hanging out with the guys that worked at the bodega and just like skipping class and all that stuff. It was very like we were. It, that was like that was like the big. But uh, but like uh, some kid uh, would draw like the U on that and would be <laughs> like, "Can't touch me." And <laughs> let me drink my balls. Rabbi. And that was like, and I remember being like so impressed with that because it was obviously like not gonna fool anyone, but they were sure. just. Like, but it's just like the confidence to just be like, what the fuck can you do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember the, the Dunkin' Donuts, the donuts, donuts up there didn't, uh, like they only had vegetarian meat for their breakfast stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I think none of the other stuff qualified. And there was, there was a Chinese restaurant on the corner of 184 in Amsterdam, like right across. And they were kosher as well. But that was like my favorite Chinese food restaurant that I've lived near. Yeah, in my time in the city, it was oh so good. Oh, that was that was another place. A lot of a lot of late night orders. Like sometimes in yeshiva, if you you have to stay because you know I was there in school from like seven in the morning until you know six thirty at night, mm-hmm. Hebrew and secular studies. And uh, there sometimes you know if you know if you're a very good and studious uh, student of Judaism and and the Talmudic arts you'll stay late and you'll like really like be in the basement of the of the school the 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 base din as they call it and you'll just study with all the a lot of late night chinese food orders to that base din like a lot like for, mm. like a lot of like just the just you you see like just you go in late at night it's you know towards 10 at night sometimes and you'd see just like you know open you know, open huge tomes and then like empty Chinese food containers, just like empty, like rice, empty, like, you know, half, you know, general suz, whatever. Yeah. I'm picturing it's, like, I'm picturing it's, is it, was it candle lit? It was, it was, it was a, it was a, it had the electricity. It was, uh, like it would have been cooler with candle and just an ancient, an ancient man, just like permanently hunched. That is that would be like the the New Yorker drawing of that of that time is like the, it's candlelit but with all the empty Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's what what's the uh, uh, the like universal caption for the New Yorker? There's like oh, something was like uh, I forgot what I, I think Neil Casey said the the universal caption is is Christ what an asshole <laughs> an asshole <laughs> <laughs> surrounded by his Chinese food oh my god <laughs> I love that uh, so when, well when you were when, so when you were in Washington Heights what was the the grocery uh, store situation was it still still going to the uh, I'm trying to what what was up there I'm trying to think what was there when there there was, was a Sea Town. Not too far. There was a sea town. There was a fairway uh, for a while, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I lived uh, in like 2007. I lived near. I lived up there again, and there was 
there was a fairway. They had just gotten Dinosaur Barbecue, which was cool. Uh-huh, and, right by 168? Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was... There was Seatown. There must have been like a shop right or a, there's definitely a key food. Yes. Yes, there was a key food. I think I only went there a couple of times mm-hmm. um, at the time. Cause when I was living there, uh, I would, I would like swing by Trader Joe's and the Whole Foods sometimes, but um, the, my partner at the time we would, go to the union square farmer's market and yeah. carry all that shit all the way uptown. Sure. And I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. I guess, uh, I guess it's like, um, what's that, uh, what's that movie where they have to move the bomb across the jungle? Oh, sorcerer. It's like, I, like every, every time going to get food. Cause so I would often go by here. myself for the both of us. And I had a, like a, a, the full cart that I was just hauling. <laughs> desperate to make it not spill on that narrow stretch of the 72nd street one platform you say oh god <laughs> absolutely it's it's full on it, it fully becomes the wages of fear yes it's absolutely. very much it's, it's very much that i've i've done that i've done that trek before too and that was all that was also the place i would go to in college uh when i lived on uh, when i lived in when i lived in harlem and i would uh go down to union square for co- for school Mm-hmm. I would go to the farmer's market like all like every Saturday. And like, it's a great it farmer's market. I don't want to cast great. any excursions on that, but it was very impractical. Oh, me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would do I would do straight up the the warrior like, well, not the full warriors road. It was like a third of the way. But like my dad uh, growing up lived in Coney Island. Oh, wow. And on Sundays, I would go I would go, you know, stay with him. And I had school on Sundays. Uh-huh. Winter time because uh, because Shabbat is uh, earlier in the evening and because oh, yeah. sunsets uh, earlier. Uh, for one part of the year, we didn't have school on Fridays just because it was it was too complicated. A lot of kids uh, dormed or like bust out of school from like upstate New York where the super religious communities are. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a lot more practical to cut school on Fridays for the earlier part of the year and then make up for that on Sundays. Do you oh, have okay. I was you about to say lucky, but then you got right, yeah. And then you'd have a half day on Sunday that would get out at one thirty, mm. uh, And I would like after like on Sundays when I was a kid, I would just like go uh, to my dad's house to spend the night, uh, which was a ridiculous thing because he lived like that's that's like an hour and a half out of my way <laughs> to get mm-hmm. home. so i would take like a third of the a third of the warriors route uh down from there and his grocery store is the very russian uh like giant mega store that's there i don't know what it's in coney island yeah in brighton beach Ooh, okay and that is like it's a and that's like my dad loves this place because my dad's uh, from ukraine Uh and he gets to shop there and and shop for food that he hadn't seen in like 30 years oh that's great uh so he gets like you know i was like look at look at these i used to have these these little chocolate like they, they look like peeps but they're chocolate and it was like you never see these outside. sounds like an improvement 
Yeah, it's, 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 they're great. They are really good. They only make them in dark chocolate or coconut, though, which is very strange. Yeah, but, especially like, when you're a kid. Those are like the two. <laughs> that's like, oh, you were trying to do candy and then you just ruined it, didn't you? Like, which is like a weird thing that Russian specific foods have. They'll have like only two wildly disparate flavors that are not like the go-to regular flavors. Is that like, right? Like, I guess I don't know too much about, about Russian Russian cuisine. What were what were some of the highlights from both the the Russian grocery store and the Jewish grocery stores in Kew Gardens in your in your memory? Like what Definitely were like the just the just the the standalone foods, the foods you can't find anywhere else. There sure. were like there were kosher for Passover cereals called I think Muos or something that had like a cow on the cover. They were like and it was cereal that's like not made with any leavened product, like nothing that could rise. So uh-huh. it's they taste like kind of cardboard <laughs> and it's like uh uh i there and uh uh these little chocolate peeps there's like other things there are other things at the russian grocery store that have like they're just they look their confectionery is incredible it was like mm. there's so much so much strange chocolate that like looks and tastes really good but they're just like shaped clearly like they're just shaped by individual people yeah uh, so they like look interesting. And, uh, and then there are, you know, in Russian grocery stores, there's so much, uh, a lot of like pork and meat products that are like, you know, like, like English, like the, you know, like pies, like shepherd's pie and stuff. Mm-hmm. They call it something different. Um, and, um, what, were the, what was the pierogi situation? Like, do they have good? It's great. Oh, those are, those are, those are good. They have like, they, they, then they sell all types. They sell like the, mm. the American ones that you can get at the grocery store, like, or like just the very Russian, just like, yeah. I, I don't even know the, the names of the, of the things because I, I can't read or, or speak Russian, but like it's, they're very, uh, they're very like, oh, this is like, this is a Soviet product. This is like a thing that's existed for so many years, but not only sold here. Uh-huh. Like uh, you can't, you could not find them if you if you paid somebody yeah. to like get them at a regular, at a, at a, like another store. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, there were uh, there's um in uh in in a lot of Jewish grocery stores there were there are uh uh uh, uh there's uh, a, a friend of mine and I were like another another for, another uh, uh um comedian from like that came from a, a very orthodox jewish background uh we were both talking about it's like you why did like wherever there's a grocery store there's always pizza and sushi like in tandem with each other like like sold in the same spot of like you can just like i think probably because like fish is considered like you can eat it's not it's not like meat or dairy so you uh-huh. can everything it's like universally sure like you eat it with everything because you can't mix milk and meat together yes uh so it'd be like oh okay yeah i'll have pizza and then i'll, I'll wash it down with sushi afterwards oh man that sounds <laughs> that sounds that sounds like trouble it's bad it is but it is like one of these things like look it's, it, we can work around it it's like we don't you don't have to have a cheeseburger you yeah we'll do what we can instead just have <laughs> like oh oof and 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 grocery store sushi can be a little hit or miss. I oh think, yeah, yeah, sometimes. it's always dicey. Yeah, uh, and I, I would have to imagine that like the standards of like Russian and Jewish food were just like so much better there. Like 
like what yeah. it, like babka or you know oh sure I, I mean you get like truly great like you know borscht which is a you know i feel mm-hmm. like a punchline food at this point but it is very good and yes and when you have and you have it when it's like real like real borscht that's been sitting in a pot and then you like and you get like served it in a ladle like at um like at like at wawa when you get like mac and cheese or whatever mm-hmm. they have those like in those containers Mm-hmm. uh and uh that you know that's just that's just primo mm-hmm. and uh and 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 you get like great you know you go to a you go to a kosher grocery store or butcher that serves like really good brisket and you know they really they 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 have the string on it and it's just very mm-hmm. you, like really that, that that's where you know you're getting good meat oh uh, uh, i mean two two also- great two great food cultures and then there's also bad stuff. There's stuff that I wouldn't ever like. Like I've never, and I'm I'm in the uh, I'm in the minority of this, but I've never been a fan of Israeli candy, like the very sugary like halva. Oh sure, yeah. Like, I've never. I don't like, think I've ever had halva or. Um, it's like it, it might just be my like. I don't like the the. The texture of it is very weird. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Is it tahini based, or is it? Am I just? Am I conflating no, I, it with something else? I think that might be something else. I'm not okay. sure. Alva's like a very. It's, it's like a pretty. I don't know what type of sugar because it's not. I don't think it's cane sugar. It's like another type of like. It's another type of other confectionery that it's like, and it looks like a little. Um, uh, 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 what are those called? Uh, the, the Mexican uh, sugary. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, uh, the uh i'm not, at a loss as it's well not, it's not churro is it oh churro yeah yeah churro, okay yeah. They, i was they look I, like, I was thinking candy not baked good but yes churros right. yeah they, they are like little uh they're like little churros oh okay yeah. gotcha interesting 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 oh that i mean i uh finding finding like the the specific like wherever the pocket of a, a a neighborhood where it's like hey there's a really great korean grocery store here or you know eastern european or whatever that's one of the things i love about new york that oddly it kind of i mean it wasn't my usual shopping but like in cleveland there are pockets of there's very strong like polish slovenian ukrainian and so like pierogies and sauerkraut and like a lot of like very um like you would you would you you could go or like in little italy the the grocery stores that they had there that sold like the very specific yeah foods were um always a real treat anytime i was able to to visit that um but uh oh now i'm hungry i'm just hungry now (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing i love like i don't know about you but grocery stores for me are a very meditative place same yeah same what so what is where what what is your well, let me ask you, what was your process pre-pandemic and then how, how have you been shopping? So pre-pandemic, I would go to the grocery store like pretty much every day. Like I would go mm. to a grocery store and buy, and I not even buy stuff. I would go, I would go to grocery stores and like walk around. Uh, and then I would, especially if places like, um, you know, places, a lot of like, a lot of grocery stores, you just, you can't like just go in and walk around. You got to obviously buy something. Mm-hmm. But like some places especially in New York, you can just walk out without really, or with just a magazine or something. And yeah, like, yeah. Or you can, uh, yeah, just poke. I mean, do you do like the looking around like what's fresh today kind of thing? Or? Sure. I mean, I always, oh. 
for me, I, my big thing about groceries, and this was like, since I was a kid and I was just like, ever since I had like, when I, from the time I reached like the age of like, I had the autonomy to like go walk out and wander around wherever I wanted. I would always go to grocery stores to just like decompress, mm-hmm. just, like walk around. I had listened, you know, I'd listen to the radio. I'd listen, you know, I'd listen to music. I not, these days like, you know, I listen to podcasts and I just like go and I sometimes I don't even pay attention to what I'm looking at. I'll just like look at, I love walking down meat aisles. Yeah. And just staring at stuff and like Reaching I love the choir. Yeah. yeah. I loved um I probably wasn't supposed to do this too much, but when I was a kid going in like the meat department where uh like the pack, like the stuff that was already like wrapped up, I loved like poking like the ground <laughs> chuck or whatever. Sure, like the tech, yeah. it was like a sensory experience. Um I loved looking at that stuff. Uh if they had like the lobster tank, that mm-hmm. was always really cool. Yeah, I loved looking Absolutely. at the at how everything was laid out. And then in the time that I I worked there, you know, putting together those kinds of displays and like making everything look nice was, uh, there, there is something, I mean, every, at the end of every day when I uh, was like working in the grocery department, you had to go around and pull items to the front. And then uh-huh. like, when you, when you get to the end of the aisle, everything is just like completely nice and like pristinely mm-hmm. clean down the whole thing. And it's, it's very satisfying. Sure. Very satisfying. There's, uh, I, I would always go, I would always wander around like all the frozen aisles just because I, it's, it's comforting to be, I don't like, I don't usually like cold settings for places yeah. or, or like areas, but like the colder areas of the grocery store where you could see like the, you know, the cold air, like bursting through some place or like through, through a freezer yeah. or like just, or just like, or just even like trying to like, if the frost was super glassy or was super, if the glass was super frosty on the, um, on the freezers that had like, you know, the frozen French fries or the, or the fish sticks or the, the, um, the Pillsbury, uh, uh biscuits. Mm-hmm. Like if, if that was super frosty, like a game as a kid would just be, you know, you press your face against it. Exactly. And yeah. uh, try to like, or it's like, try to see through the frost. There's also and, like a white noise quality because of the, yeah. the, the sound of the, the coolers drowning out any of the music that's playing. Yeah. It's, it's like this fortress of solitude at that, like back there. And I was like, always a kid, like I was always a kid that like, I was, I've always been like really embarrassingly bad at like finding music, like f- actually like discovering me. I would always discover it in weird, like, a lo- and I think most of the time I would like get into music if I heard it in a movie or mm-hmm. if I like was at the grocery store and I heard it on like that, whatever. So like, I would, I think when I was a kid, I heard like a Sean Colvin song on at the grocery store. I think you heard, uh, I'm going to correct you. I think you heard the Sean Colvin song. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there were more, but I think there is, I think Lullaby was the only one that got a but lot of play. That's the, uh, but, uh, those were the, those were like, I was like, who is this? This that's, is like, the- that's a grocery store song though. Yeah. That is absolutely, I need to put together a playlist of like, if, when I hear this, it brings me back to a grocery store and be just a specific period of time. 100%. Where it's like it's catchy, I think it, I don't was 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 like the late mid to late nineties, early two thousands, like the golden age of this because there was a lot of like adult contemporary hits that were 
catchy, but not too in your face, not too exciting. They're already a friendly there, which 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 pulls into like the yeah. I think uh-huh. like I think which is funny. I think now you get you hear like WAP at the grocery like WAP at the grocery store. Seriously, uh, I think I, I would be or because you hear like where's this? I gotta. I gotta go. I like start, you, start going. Like I feel like now you can hear WAP at the grocery store stuff or like any other thing. And like the other thing is like uh or uh 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 but like in the early 2000s, late 90s, you'll hear like just radio friendly, like kind of down the middle. I would say like if I could like maybe boil it down to a genre, mostly like not true country Western, but just like whatever adjacent to that is like, like yeah. Sean Colvin, Cheryl Crow, like uh, um, uh, Edwin McCain. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll be, yeah. hundred percent. Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Is, I mean, I love Cheryl Crow generally speaking but she is like that is that is grocery store playlist 100 right because it's safe yeah but now absolutely like, now it's whatever young people listen to now i i guess although i wonder i because I, this is also like in the last era where radio was was still kind of a dominant force in music like right this is the last time where you could have like a one-hit wonder that would really let you coast i think mm-hmm. maybe i'm wrong sure. but... i mean I possibly i i think like i i mean i don't have no idea what, what the landscape is now today it feels like if you have one hit you can still get like you can coast on just being kind of a personality yeah yeah which you yes. could always do but like for maybe a depending on the depending on the artist it was always like you that that could only take someone so far Yes, I think I think the difference that I'm thinking of is that n- back then there was still more of a common vocabulary of music. Like now, yeah. it's like 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 TV or anything where it's sure. like there is not the same handful of songs that even if you're not actively listening to it, you you just hear it all the time because it's it's omnipresent. Like you just can't escape. Uh, you can't escape Sean Colvin or, sure. or Hootie and the Blowfish. You'd like you, try as you might, run as fast as you can. Hootie's I, gonna catch you. I when I when I lived in the West Village, I lived next to a Morton Williams, like right or like right down yes. the street, uh-huh. and uh, that was which was open twenty four hours even mm-hmm. during the pandemic. It was very strange. Wow, <laughs> very wild place. This is very a very sketchy, uh, a very sketchy like Morton Williams. Where well, yeah, there there the ones I've been to are real hit or miss. It's either like like what's like is this place like a like a casino like they got all this neon lighting <laughs> well, or it's like where I an heard. absolute dump well that that it's 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 it goes from play it goes from like it's 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 because you know the west village is like it's it's very it's a very specific type of place it's that one it's it's very bougie and at one t- at, at the same time also very sketchy if you're like there past midnight yeah and then like and, and because then there would just be like you know super aggressive you know displaced people or or like or or just or just you know pardon the phrase junkies mm-hmm. just like kind of hanging around uh-huh. and it would be like but and and there i definitely heard wap at that store like okay that- yeah if you if uh, I, I take back my incredulous response earlier if you would like 
included the possibility that you had been to a Morton Williams after 11 p.m. <laughs> within the last year, I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's playing on a loop there, isn't it? <laughs> sure. That's like a thing where like, because nobody cares at that point. Like, it's like, a, like, oh. like, hey, look, it's the Wild West right now. Anything can happen. Whatever is keeping the staff awake. That's right. That's the main thing. Did you but, did you was that was that your your store of choice when you were living there? Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the place I would get my groceries. Was that was that mm -hmm. store? And I'm I'm gonna assume, I'm I'm assuming that are you the kind of person who does like a little like a couple things, oh spread out over several trips throughout a week? Because I'm I'm someone who goes once a week and maybe buys a few supplemental items at the at the deli, but I'm 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 doing one big haul usually. I, I'm a really annoying person to shop with. Cause I've, sh I've shopped alone so much. It must seem insane, but I always set out, like if I'm, go if I'm, like, I'll go to the grocery store every day and I'll uh, like, yeah, I'll, I pick up various things throughout the week that mm -hmm. I need that I'm like, you know, pop. -tarts. I think that's a good system. Like if, you're, if there's one close enough that you're able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you can do that, if you're, if you're, if you're close enough, if it's something where you have to like walk, like, you know, like, 15 minutes somewhere that maybe is like that's like a once a week trip type of thing but mm -hmm. like I've always I've always very consciously lived in places that I could just go in and out like I've always lived super close to wherever I buy my groceries I think it's just because like how I was raised like we always lived we, we never sense. drove anywhere so it was like we always lived close mm -hmm. uh, but um I would go to I would go to the I like I if but if I'm going to get groceries, I have my list of things I need mm -hmm. of like things I have things that's like okay well I've I've I haven't bought these things in like a month because I need to buy them all at the same time you know mm -hmm. and without fail I'll go most and in these days you know I'll always like you know get high before I go to the grocery store. Not a bad idea. I will like I'll like usually like I'll usually smoke a joint in the afternoon and just like oh now I'm gonna go grocery shopping because it's at the, at my at my same time it's also like well I'm just also clearing my head. You're describing a very relaxing day to me. Like let's get a little <laughs> stoned and go like go wander around and like not buy anything that would be great. But like ah eh, well you know let's but you because know I'm, because I'm stoned I always look at the this like wow yeah. Wow, yeah, turkey gravy. I need that, and then I'll buy that. I'll, like it's not on my list. I don't need that. Like uh -huh. I'll buy, I'll buy lots of things, or I'll, I'll, I won't. I'll put them in my basket. Uh huh. And then I'll like get online and be like, "What am I? I can't afford all these things at once. I got to like put some stuff in the back on the shelf." Sure, shop. reality and, check. And, like I'll have to like barter with myself of like. I didn't come here for like, I didn't come here for fig jam. I can't afford fig jam, but I, then again, like I have prosciutto. If I put all these things together, then I can like, but like, that's, yeah, yourself you know, yeah, exactly. Like I, I will, cause I'm, I'm always cooking too. So I'm like always buying like ingredients for stuff. Sure. And I'm always thinking of like, all right, well, if I, okay, if I buy, and then I'm also like, all right, if I buy the, I buy this spice. I can make tarragon chicken. I already have like the other things. Well, especially use. if it's a non-perishable. I mean, my gosh. Right, right, right. Go, like, go and buy the, the tarragon. Sometimes I would say in general, I think this is a fine, if you're going to indulge and be, you know, splurging anywhere, I think getting your turkey gravy and tarragon is <laughs> perhaps the place where I might give you that green light to do so. 
um, having Sometimes done that myself. Like but the, the, but I will say that the flip side of that is I've also made like those impulse purchases that I don't use. And if it is something perishable and then it just like kind of spoils or just sits there for a year, then I feel bad. I feel worse. Right. I feel worse about wasting food than I do like spending a little extra money than that I maybe shouldn't have. That's what's happened to me is that I've um, I've been on that flip side too, as well. And probably yeah, like, I, I don't like, I try not, I try my best not to waste food. Cause I'm like, I, cause I love, again, I love cooking, but mm-hmm. I also like have a, my, my eyes are bigger than me stomach sure. uh, type of, you know, problem. And I will, and I'll, I'll, I'll like, you know, look at all these disparate things and be like, I was like, okay, I've got paprika. I've got, um, you know, if I know I already have chicken, but if I bought veal, I could make like, I can make like this thing with all these other things that I have uh-huh. at home. And, I, and I'm sure I'll at this like, point, oh. the marijuana is not helping with the, uh, no, just, <laughs> yeah. with the going. eyes being bigger than the stomach. Although, you know what? Yeah. This is something that I've been thinking of lately. If you can impose the discipline, I think it is a little better yeah. shop hungry because you are in the you are in that state of like you know what is going to taste good to you. And uh, I I've I've done I've had I've had a little hankering the last couple of times I've been to the to the store and I'm like this is what I want to eat later tonight or if I'm feeling like this tomorrow this is going to hit the spot. Right, right. But I'm it's easy to, to get carried away. Yes, it's easy because I'm also like so impulsive. I'm like I tried to sign up for. It's another reason why I love grocery stores. Like I like there's there's um uh, uh you know those apps that's like um Blue Apron or mm-hmm. or those places like the ingredients come kind of delivered to your thing. Yeah, like to me I can't do that because I'm so impulsive. I think I like if I buy something I'm like it's because I want to make it tonight. Yeah, like, I don't like to think about like my menu for the week or anything. It's just mm-hmm. like I'm like I was like you know I can I can I'm gonna make beef stroganoff tonight. Like I'm mm. like I will like it's because I've like set in my mind of like I'm in the store I see the um, the pepper steak uh, stir fry in the in the frozen in the meat section. I'm gonna mm-hmm. get that. I've see I see the condensed cream of mushroom soup cans over there. I'm getting that. That's that's tonight's meal. Yeah. And, sometimes and sometimes I'll, and like i'm like even through, during the pandemic i always went like i went grocery shopping pretty frequently like mm-hmm. protected and everything but like i would just same run through food just i was i would just be and i would always be like right i made i made beef stroganoff i made uh i made goulash i made like all these things and then be like you know what i never i've never made blank and then i'll try to be like well i'm making that today and i'll just go to the grocery store and i'll like get everything there uh, and, then I'll be, and then i'll like end up with still too much stuff what i like about that though is i i'm someone who cooks a lot too but i sometimes plan things out a little bit maybe to my i don't know i, I wouldn't say detriment but i will sometimes go through cycles of making um like the same two or three things week in and week out because I'm like, oh, that's what I plan for. And then I don't have to put that much thought into it. And I'm, and I'm only making one trip a week. But I, I think there's something to be said for the, you know, more frequent trips with more flexibility of like, let's, you know, this, oh, this is a specific thing that I want, or let me try making a new dish that I haven't done before. I think that's, that's, that yields more growth as a, as a cook. Sure. Yeah, of course. Because you're challenging yourself. Yeah. 
absolutely. So uh, you, you, you said you recently moved. What are the, what are the, you said there's three grocery stores nearby you? Yeah, there's right on my block, there's a Target and there's uh-huh. a Trader Joe's, which I've never lived next to a Trader Joe's. Would this be, I, I don't want to dox you, but are you nearby the, hey, this is Rod editing in the future because I accidentally doxed David. I'll bleep, I'm going to bleep that out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Am, but like, <laughs> but right. And that's like, yeah, that, those are, so those are my places. I'm not like super far from anything, but my big thing with Trader Joe's is I hate waiting online. All right. Now I'm a Trader Joe's loyalist. This is where I go. And it's because of the savings. I'll tell you that. And I love the food and the service yeah. there is very friendly. Great. And the one that I go to, uh, there is usually a line, but they move it. They move it pretty quick. It's, really? It's okay. in, uh, it's on the Lower East Side um, at the Essex Crossing. So it's like yeah. kind of, you know where like that Regal is right off of the, yep. yep. And it's the largest square footage Trader Joe's in the city. Sure, sure. And like huge wide aisles that you can just kind of, you know, because like some of the other Trader Joe's, like have you been to the one on 72nd? Uh, yeah, I've walked, I, I know, I know, I know that one. I've Multiple walked, floors. I, it's a zoo. It's giant. an absolute zoo. And I mean, it's a good store, but the, um, I, I can have a much more leisurely experience at the one at Essex Crossing. Sure. I can imagine the one at Essex Crossing is like, yeah. And same with the one in, uh, like there are, I think with Trader Joe's, my, my thing is that then that's another place where like the service is always great i love the the people that work there are always super nice Mm -hmm. um the foods the 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 savings are great the food selections are great i think like i i i don't shop like if i if i go there i'll go there at like nine in the morning when there's no line oh that's great that's great but like if when but usually there's you know, it goes around the corner and you have to take a number. And, and then, you know, when you're there, it's like, you have to kind of get in and put, and, and my, and that's my thing is like, I don't like being rushed. I could, I used to be able to spend, especially like when I was in college and I had like nothing to do and was just like more interested in skipping class and, uh, just like being depressed. I would spend like hours in the grocery store, just like just one especially like when i went to when i went to college in union square i would go to that whole foods in union square mm-hmm. and just spend so much time there and eat there like spend- that what yeah they have that nice food court upstairs right. in the coffee shop yeah you can kind of spread out at that one yeah sure. that, and that was always great and and but like what i love about trader joe's is you can get food you can't get anywhere else you know they're they're specific products and like you know cookie butter is something i discovered at trader joe's yeah the the wine shop the one on uh, the one on Union Square that that is a tiny tiny Trader Joe's but they have that wine store next door which is great oh I love that okay so what's the what is the what's the other one that or or do you do you go to the uh, the Target is that like your main place or Target's the place I've been going going to a lot just because they got everything they got like kitchenware stuff and um uh uh down the street i go to uh this just this big uh uh fresh market Mm -hmm. uh which has like which and that and that's the place i go to if i want to get like fresh vegetables or meat or something okay like trader trader joe's would be the other place i'd go to for that but if i don't 
since I don't go there that often, I'm not gonna get my, I'm not gonna get my like, I mean, this just could be how I, I would, nothing against Target. I'm sure they're like fresh meat and gross spend veggie, veggies are good and like great price, but I'm like, I'm not gonna go to Target for my meat and vegetables. Like Something does over. feel a little, yeah. Something yeah. feels a little, especially if you've got something. It, when you say, it, is it like a farmer's market or is it just called fresh market? I think it's just called fresh market. Gotcha. It's like on Myrtle. Yeah. And uh, there is a, um, uh, you know, it's, 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 which I love and I missed from, there's not a lot of like giant stores in Manhattan. Uh, there, it's a giant grocery store with like the, um, you know, aisles, like long aisles of stuff, super, like a lot of like stuff in big bulk, uh, and like, and they've got everything. Uh, uh and yeah, they, I, they, I'll go there. I'll go there for their, they got like, you know, big pickles that they sell in the jars, which you don't, you know, they won't sell those at target. They'll just sell like, you know, economy, not, not even economy size, just like, regular Vlasic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, this one will have like just real like deli pickles or something, or they, they have, they have a, they don't have like a, a, a big butcher, but they have like a very, uh, a very a well-priced meat section. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, sorry. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so there, there, so I'd go there a lot and I would, uh, I, yeah, that's where I do my general, my general groceries. Yeah. Trader Joe's has very good, meat prices as well yeah i have to point out um they do they really do and pretty good quality we did for thanksgiving two years ago we i i stayed here with my brother and like some roommates and we did steak instead of turkey because nobody was like super up on turkey and i got the steaks at trader joe's and they were like eight or nine dollars a steak and these were good steaks i was absolutely astonished oh um well David, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. I, I love talking groceries with anybody, but it's been it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Anything you want to plug at this uh, particular juncture? Uh, yeah, uh, you can you can watch uh, uh, a show that you wrote for Rod that I hosted called mm-hmm. Alternate Movie History on uh, on uh, the Squirrel Comedy Twitch uh, channel and their YouTube page. It was mm-hmm. it, we we just had the show March 11th, but you can go back and watch the episode on. YouTube. It was great, by the way. I, I can't remember if I said anything to you after. Yeah. Thanks was, so much. It was so much fun. Rod, Rod wrote three pages of a hilarious uh, Fantastic Four script that was written by 30 comedians mm-hmm. and uh, it, uh, exquisite corpse style. The next one is TBD, but it's a fun show. I hope to get to do it again. Uh, mm-hmm. And I host a, a, a podcast called Sexy Spooky Teens, which you can That's listen right. to on iTunes. And uh, we host uh, occasionally like some movie watching uh parties on clubhouse if you're ever on there oh i didn't know that yeah that's cool we've been doing that the last couple of weeks uh yeah every, excellent uh, usually on sundays the next one again tbd but they're they're coming soon if you just uh stick around excellent all right well thank you david and uh thank you folks for for joining uh happy shopping stay safe wear your masks etc and only send one person from your your family union into the, the grocery store in these in these times Okay, uh, bye everybody.